0: This just in, breaking news about an incident at the Hall of the Sun. The first Queen's trial in almost 20 years was interrupted by a seemingly normal Red Servant crashing into the arena in a shocking display of power. I'm Greg Rockefeller.
1: I'm Beth Rockefeller. And I'm Mia Rockefeller. And this is Reading with the Rockefellers, a family book club podcast.
0: Today we are discussing Red Queen by Victoria Aviard.
2: So grab a copy and join us on this literary journey.
1: I'm on the porch, watching as mom says goodbye to my brother, Bree. She weeps, holding on to him tightly, smoothing his freshly cut hair. Shade and Tramie wait to catch her if her legs fail. I know they want to cry too, watching their oldest brother go, but for mom's sake, they don't. Next to me, dad says nothing, content to stare at the legionnaire. Even in his armor of steel plate and bulletproof fabric, the soldier looks small next to my brother. Bree could eat him alive, but he doesn't. He doesn't do anything at all when the legionnaire grabs his arm, pulling him away from us. A shadow follows, haunting after him on terrible, dark wings. The world spins around me, and then I'm falling.
2: Welcome to Reading with the Rockefellers.
1: This is Red Queen, Chapter 8.
0: Okay, so last time we saw Mare, at the end of Chapter 7... She'd fallen during the Queen's Trial, fallen into this electrical shield, not died. Not only did she not die, she shoots electricity out of her hands when confronted by Evangeline and almost kills Evangeline. Then she runs off. Finally, Cal captured, catches up to her and she passes out from all the smokes. That's the last thing we hear. So now we hear the first thing we come across in Chapter 8 is Brie, her memories of Brie getting taken away, getting conscripted into the war. So... We're assuming maybe she's asleep, she's dreaming, but mm-hmm. she's going through things in her mind. So the next thing that happens after she finds out about Brie, or after she remembers, has the memory of Brie getting conscripted, what's the next thing that we that happens?
1: Her next memory is of Trainee getting conscripted.
0: So her other brother. Yeah. So we're noticing a trend here. She's kind of going through her, it feels like, her, the memories of what's happened to her. Mm-hmm. To her family. And Shade's next, correct?
1: Yeah. So it goes through her brothers getting conscripted, all the memories she has of that.
0: Then after she has the memories of Brie and Tramie and Shade getting conscripted, suddenly she, start have, she starts seeing things that aren't memories anymore, right? Possibly nightmares. Mm-hmm. What is she seeing?
1: Uh, she sees the choke. Or she doesn't know exactly what it looks like, so it's what she imagines it looks like.
0: And she sees Bree there, correct? Mm-hmm. He's fighting like hand-to-hand with the Lake Lander in the mud. And then the next thing she sees is she sees Tramie bending over a wounded soldier. She's, and he's trying to keep him from bleeding to death. And there's nothing Mare can do to help because she's not really there. But she's seeing these things. She exactly. doesn't know if this is like a nightmare or if she's seeing something that's really happened. And then the next thing she sees, she sees her other brother, Shade, standing on a ridge, right? And he's mm-hmm. smiling at her and then like... It explodes, and yeah. she basically sees Shay die right in front of her eyes. Exactly. And then, after all these nightmarish thoughts, she starts having actual memories again, mm-hmm. correct? So what's, what, start, what does she start to see after this?
1: So when she goes back to memories, uh, she sees Gise's hand, Kalorn's conscription when her dad came home wounded from the war, and the memories are going backwards. In time, so instead of going from earliest memories to later memories, they're going from the
0: most recent, most memories. recent,
1: all the way to like her early memories, some of which she shouldn't even remember.
0: Right. It's like she first thing that like she remembers is Giza getting her hand just destroyed, mm-hmm. and then she remembers Kaloran telling her that he's getting conscripted, that his the fisherman that he was apprenticing under had died, and mm-hmm. he was now going to have to go into conscription, and then her dad coming home wounded, and then things like the first time she was walking or talking, the first time she remembers when she was a baby and her brothers were messing around. I mean, things that there's no way she could remember, right?
1: She was way too young to be remembering these things.
0: And Mare's thinking, then one of the last things it says during the stretch of memories and nightmares is Mare thinking to herself, this is impossible. Mm -hmm. Then she comes to. Yeah. So, what's going on exactly?
1: So, she wakes up and uh, everything her parents, her brothers, everyone is gone. And instead, she's in a cell. And. Who's with her? Standing outside the cell with her is the queen, Alara.
0: And what do we know about Alara? What is her ability?
1: She is a whisper.
0: Correct. Which, what do whispers do?
1: They can get in people's minds.
0: So this is really Alara digging through Mare's mind. And looking through all of her memories. And looking through her mind to to see what Mare knows and what gets to Mare. Basically just manipulating her mind, correct? (laughs) So one of the first thing. what's one of the first things that Alara says to Mare?
1: Uh... She is kind of confused by what happened with Mare. Uh, And she says, You are a miracle, Mare Barrow. An impossibility. Something even I can't understand. And I have seen all of you.
0: And at this point, she's exhausted. Mare's just exhausted, Mm -hmm. right? She's realized something. There's something she's realized she's missing.
1: Before that, there's one thing I want to point out. Alara uh, and high-ranking Silvers in general aren't used to not understanding things. Right. So it's very odd for her to not be able to understand what would seem so s- simple as a Red Servant.
0: Right. and Because the, because the abilities. Exactly. Correct. So. Correct. Which is, I think what's odd, because when Mayor... One thing Mary notices is the red band that you as a red servant have to have around your wrist is not there. Yeah. And she thinks that's it. She just kind of notices it, doesn't really think much of it at that time. And then she's just exhausted, basically crawls over to a bench and passes out. Yeah. Now, as you were saying, with the, the Silvers, I think what we're noticing here quickly is that There is a little bit of fear from the Silvers when it comes to Mare. A red with an ability. And one of the first thoughts that popped into my mind at this point was, why didn't they just kill her? Yeah. And I think that's a good discussion to have is why would they not just, if they're, you know, clearly there's fear there. Alara doesn't know what's Mm -hmm. going on with her. So what are some of the possible reasons why they don't just go ahead and kill her now so that, because for Silvers it's all about, looking strong. It's all about Mm -hmm. power. And a red with abilities, they can't really have that, right? Yeah.
1: So, I think the biggest reason that they can't kill her is because she did that in at Queen's Trial in front of so many powerful and curious silvers. They're all going to be wondering what happened. Was she really a red? What's up here?
0: Right. And that's one of the things I think the royals The king and queen have to have to come to terms with is do we allow people to see this red that has abilities which is unheard of Mm -hmm. that can't be we're so above the reds they can't have abilities exactly and just her disappearing would raise probably a lot more questions because everyone's going to say well we clearly saw this red servant shoot lightning out of her fingers
1: exactly why she just disappeared like did you not catch her why are you going to look for her if you did did you kill her why right so it's going to bring up a lot of questions that they don't want
0: and Silver's all about power and control so they have to control this situation clearly
2: mm-hmm. and appearances correct yep. so Very... they can't let it seem like this person's been right under their nose the whole time and they had
0: no idea exactly 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 And I think there's a lot more... You're starting to learn here that there's cracks in the silver from the way we saw Mm -hmm. the silvers through Mare's eyes early on as basically gods. Now you're seeing real fear from the silvers, not just in the explosion at Archeon and the broadcast that followed from the Scarlet Guard, which you see silvers going nuts Mm -hmm. out of fear over reds, which is just ludicrous. Well, now you've got a red with abilities clearly powerful abilities Uh, yeah as well to boot um i think there's with alara there's always more to her i think than just we need to cover this up i think she also is very interested in knowing exactly how deep this goes with reds Mm -hmm. if there's a red now with abilities this is the first we've seen of it from mayor's limited point of view does that Mm -hmm. mean it's the first Red with abilities. Does that mean yeah. she's the first? We don't know that yet.
1: And a, a good thing. Of, I like that you brought up the, the fact that they don't. It's all about appearances for them. And this red with abilities is a. It's something that can really take down their sense of power and their appearance to people.
0: Right. They're in damage control. They exactly. have to control. The information. They have to control how this plays out going forward it's very important for them as the royal family as the king and queen Mm -hmm. to control how this goes this information is released so that they look like they're in control because a small crack could be all that is needed for someone to try to stake claim to the throne
1: Mm -hmm. another thing i'm glad you brought up is how you've been seeing even mare's perception of silver's change over time over the course of just these eight chapters, I mean, it's already changed so much from they're unshakable and they're gods to they even they have insecurities and fear, and, you know, they're not so indestructible.
0: Correct. And they're so individualized, just like Red's, as far as the personalities. She, um, we know she's met Cal, who... Excuse me. Who is? When she first met him, she you know thought he was a really decent guy, a red servant, and okay. now she knows who he is. But he doesn't seem like this kind of necessarily godlike, you know. And he seems like almost a, he he was close path, he, he, to her, other than his appearance a little mm-hmm. bit. He could pass off as a red. Exactly. So we're seeing, yeah, the transformation of her. Not really transformation of the Silvers, but the way she views them and sees mm-hmm. them as she's mixing and intermingling with them yeah. in their world. Because before, they were just in a completely different universe. She was way down here. They're way up here.
1: Yeah. And another thing about Cal is she doesn't necessarily know if that's really what his personality was like. Or if that's just the persona he put on to fit in with the Reds that were there.
0: Correct. Which is... At this point, where we are in the story, at where we are in the story, we don't know why Cal was down there. Exactly. Was what was the point of that? Because to me, you have this Scarlet Guard explosion that had just happened. The explosion in Archeon that the Scarlet Guard took
1: credit for. Credit
0: for. He goes suddenly shows up in this kind of seedy underbelly edge of the stilts. Is he there? to see if he can find information on this Scarlet Guard and trying to do some reconnaissance to see if he can find out who's bombing. You know, maybe everything about him is a fraud, too, at this point. We really don't know.
1: Yeah, and you can you can really start getting a little bit more suspicious of that when you go back and look at the chapter when he was there. Chapter 5. And he was very... He looked like a red, and he acted mostly like one. But he was asking Mare a lot of weird questions. Right. A lot of questions that, you know, you can think there are multiple reasons he'd be asking those questions, but one of the reasons that initially comes to mind for some of those things is trying to figure out if she's a member of the Scarlet Guard and if so does she know where anyone else is
0: Correct and he did get her on as a servant but was that something that he did out of the kindness of his heart or was that something that he did because he knew something maybe about her I don't know how he would have known about any kind of ability she might have had but I mean these are that's just you know a question that pops into the head yeah. But he does definitely, he does follow through and get her on as a servant.
2: Yeah. Or so. he saw her stealing and thought he could keep an eye on her, you know, if she is a part of the Scarlet Guard or she is a part of these smugglers, you know, he may have heard about that and it's a way to kind of keep her under watch since everywhere they go in the palace has all these cameras. You know, it could be a way to keep an eye on her Mm -hmm. instead of having somebody like that out in the community.
0: Maybe he did, maybe, you're right, maybe he brought her in not because he thought she had abilities, but because he thought maybe she was part of the Scarlet Guard and he would have an opportunity to keep an eye on her this way, as Mm -hmm. you said.
2: I mean, I know we're jumping ahead a little bit to, to where we get with Cal, but, you know, we find out that Cal has... Some motives that we don't always understand when he does things. So, you know, it could start all the way back there when he first meets Mayor. Yeah.
0: And you got to remember with Cal, he's he's the crown prince, so he's the next in line. Mm-hmm. So at this point, everything he's doing, you would think the way the Silvers are raised and the way that the prince is raised, that everything he's doing is, he's always thinking what's best. For the kingdom yeah mm-hmm. that's always the, the priority regardless of everything else right making yeah.
2: everything look proper you know royal family got to be upstanding mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff and
1: that's a lot of pressure because he's like 20 years old so that's a that's a lot of pressure for how young he is yeah
0: oh absolutely that's all he's been trained for good discussion there any yeah. uh before we move on is there anything else we wanted to cover that first half of the chapter, because there's some other things that kind of happen in the second half. We're gonna,
2: yeah,
0: old oh, things. Mayor's world's about to change drastically. drastically. Yeah, yeah.
1: Anyone? I don't think I have anything else.
2: No, that's all I had for the first half. Want to okay. want to tell us what happens when Mayor wakes up from passing out?
1: Yeah. So she wakes up, and there's a security officer standing on the other side of the bars. She doesn't necessarily know what's going on. Like, why why is he here? Right. She's a little scared, but more curious than anything.
0: And she still has, basically, she's still wearing the same outfit mm-hmm. she wore yeah. when she fell into the electrical grid on top. So she, yeah, she's it, still
1: wearing her burnt... Which is so like half
0: burnt, almost burnt off of her, because it's not impervious to electricity like apparently she is.
1: Apparently she is.
0: So she wakes up and the guard tells her to change into the clothes. There's just like a pile of clothes on the mm-hmm. floor. What does she notice is something about these clothes?
1: Uh, they're super nice clothes. Like they're soft and they look nice. But the really odd thing about them is there's no red on them. They're silver, but no red.
0: So, this is a big thing because when you if you notice even to this point in the book, the red servants and even when they went into Somerton, they had to have a red band on, and they mm-hmm. wear red. The reds are always marked in red. Yeah. The Silvers do that on purpose, and yet they're clearly taking all the red away from Mary. at this point. It seems like something is afoot.
1: Exactly. Why would she not be wearing red? And there's no way it's an oversight, because they took the band off of her wrist, and she noticed that before she passed out. Correct. So.
0: And uh, the, the cell that she's in, she notices something about it that allows her to determine what silver it is, what kind of ability the silver that is guarding her has. What does she notice?
1: The cell doesn't have a lock or a door.
0: So it's just basically a, a completely closed, c- complete cage. There's no mm-hmm. way in or out,
1: exactly. theoretically.
0: So what is that, what does she realize?
1: The... Security officer that's there is a magnetron so that he can manipulate the metal and let her out
0: and wasn't was Evangeline not a magnetron the yeah. one who she interrupted her Turn in the Queen's trial basically
1: mm-hmm.
0: So they can manipulate Metal mm-hmm. Basically any kind of metal. Yeah, so he can create a door out of The metal bars or just make the bars open up mm-hmm. without having to have a door there.
1: Yeah, and you bring up a good point about Evangeline. they are family, they're cousins, but uh, he doesn't like her, and the rest of his family doesn't like him. they He butts heads with his family a lot.
0: He even mentions to mayor something about Evangeline and uses a not very savory name. so he doesn't doesn't he doesn't yeah. think much of his cousin clearly. so he who is who is this uh, character, this magnetron?
1: His name is Lucas
0: and Samos, right? Mm-hmm. He's a of. House Samos, correct? Yes. So, at this point, she's met Lucas, realizes he doesn't really like Evangeline. This kind of goes along with the trend of her meeting Silver, is that it's like, it's completely, they're like normal people with abilities, Mm -hmm. is what she's realizing. They're not these gods. She meets the cousin of another Silver she had just met, and he doesn't even like her. Exactly. And he seems like, I mean, he's not been menacing towards her. He seems just like a, kind of a, Chill dude. I think I wrote chill dude at one point in my notes when, when I was trying to go through and look uh, for information about Lucas. So she she gets dressed in this clothes that don't have any red on them. Mm-hmm. And then Lucas opens the cage and leads Mayor to the throne room. Mm-hmm. And on the way to the throne room, she notices that the windows are darkening so no one can see inside. Exactly. They're clearly trying to keep what's going on right now hidden. Um, and then on the way she notices a bunch of cameras and she can feel the electricity, right? Mm-hmm. And this, there's something different about this time than last time. What was different about the electri- way she feels electricity than previously?
1: Yeah. Um, she's a, usually she would, uh, have like a headache from all the electricity, but now she doesn't. She can just feel it. She can just tell that there's, cameras and electricity there
0: so possibly falling into that electrical grid that shield set something off or maybe that electricity her body just absorbed it allowed her to shoot it back out Mm -hmm. but it seems to have kind of tapped into something in her ability that she didn't have before because now she really senses the electricity it can feel it Mm -hmm. almost like almost like she wants to feed off of it yeah um so they take her through the, the throne room and into the th- or they take her into the throne room and the the royals are there. Mm-hmm. King, queen, King Tiberius, Queen Alara, Cal, and Maven. Mm-hmm. Um she doesn't even want to look at Cal.
2: Because yeah. she's
0: so mad right now. Yeah. She can't even. <laughs> Literally. So what is it that the uh the king says to Mare. There's a quote here about what the king says to Mare, and I think it sums up kind of the sil- way Silvers viewed Reds in general.
1: Yeah, it's it's almost funny to me because of how perfectly it sums up how the Silvers look at Reds. It shouldn't be funny, but it is for some reason.
0: So what w- what is what is King what is King Tiberius say to Mare?
1: Okay, I'm just gonna read the whole quote. Mare Molly Barrow, born November seventeenth, three o two of the New Era to Daniel and Ruth Barrow. You have no occupation and are scheduled for conscription on your next birthday. You attend school sparingly, your academic test scores are low, and you have a list of offenses that will land you in prison in most cities. Thievery, smuggling, resisting arrest, to name but a few. Altogether, you are poor, rude, immoral, unintelligent, impoverished, bitter, stubborn, and a blight upon your village and my kingdom.
0: I think the biggest part is the blight on my kingdom. It's like, how how dare you, insignificant red, come in here and mess up my kingdom. I mean, it's, it's just really dismissive. And, exactly.
1: And it's incredibly blunt.
0: Oh, very blunt. Just, just
1: like a smack to the face.
0: And
2: such an overgeneralization. I mean, like... That's what a silver thinks is that you can just look at some words on a piece of paper about a red and And be able to tell their life. That's who they are. Right. He doesn't he's not taking into account that she's got to instead of go to school, she's got to go out and try to get money for her family. Exactly. You know, that's not even something that a silver can like even process nor even wanna think about. They don't care. Then don't, poverty? Right. Daddy. It affect here. them, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly.
0: Really, all reds are, are the ones that run around and fetch all their things and, and work in all the different areas and countries and give them the things that they desire.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's all reds are. Yeah, for them. they're
2: just there to make silvers more comfortable. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. And also, it's kind of funny that he says something about her being in poverty because. He's kind of the reason that reds are in poverty.
0: Oh, 100% they are the reason.
1: I find that a little funny.
2: One thing um, that we kind of jumped over on the way to the throne room, there's another way that the author slides an ability in there that we haven't seen before. Ooh, what's that? Uh, As they're going through the hallways, uh, the diamond glass turns dark to where you can't see in and it's done by a shadow mm-hmm. oh. and that's somebody that can bend light yeah so, so even if people wanted to see in to the hall of the sun they wouldn't be able to because the shadow has bent the light and you can't see, yeah. see through the diamond glass so that's
1: why the windows are tented it's not anything mechanical it's the silver doing Which that.
0: we learned as we go through that almost everything Silvers do are with their abilities or the Reds doing it for them. They right. really have no technical skills.
2: No, they don't.
1: No, there's not much technology in this world. There except, is for te- technology, except for the cameras but, and like the screens and stuff, but that's just yeah, stuff we have today.
2: We don't get any kind of information on like if there's a separate subsection of people that deal with that kind of stuff or anything like that. So... Yeah, but there I are... think eventually maybe like into some of the later books we get into like some of the techies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But at this point in time, we don't know anything about how that part of this world works.
1: Yeah, and it's there aren't many technological advances. It's basically just the technology that we have now, plus abilities. Yeah.
2: And the first thing after the king reads that whole file for Mare... He's kind of asking this rhetorical question, what am I supposed to do with you? Mare is so tongue-tied and speechless and out of her element that she says the first thing that pops into her mind, which is, you could let me go.
0: (laughs) Right. Like... And he's trying she to de-
2: can't you can't no. speak to a silver like that and she's just like you can let me go. He's trying
0: to decide if he should she's kill so her. She's so tired.
2: All. Yeah, she's he's, just Yeah, he's
0: trying to decide if it's worth going ahead and killing her if that's gonna be more trouble than, than keeping coming, her alive. Coming, yeah, than keeping her alive, and right. she's like, Well just let me go. I don't think she realizes what she is unknowingly absolutely no fault of her own, which they're blaming he's blaming her for it. It's no fault that it's not her fault she fell in. It's not her fault that she has this power, she didn't know. It's not her fault to try to defend herself. None of this is her fault, but he's acting like she came there. This red showed right. up, had the gall to, to have abilities and ruined everything. Yeah, I during
2: Queen's trial, no less. Like, exactly. Somebody who's pretty much gonna be the queen. Everybody knows it. She comes out of nowhere, basically blasts her through a wall, exactly, and then disappears. It's like you know what? the audacity. Exactly. And so then I. There was like this cute little cute? moment, almost. Yeah, like the king is like. They didn't tell me you were quick too. You know, like like he's not even that offended. Yeah, he's he's just like, oh, that's funny. You know, maybe I can play with this see, one for a while. It's
0: almost like in reverse. The reds see the silvers and think, "Oh my God, they're gods!" And then she gets more and more close, and she's like, "They just have abilities, but they're exactly. just like us." Yeah. The Silvers are almost saying the same thing about the Reds, like, well she's kinda quick. Oh, he's kinda smart. Oh, they're kinda like us too. Exactly. Right. They just don't have ability. Exactly. It's like they,
2: but now here's one with abilities. Right. So what separates her from them other than just birth order? Exactly. You know?
1: They have basically yeah. thought that like all this time the silvers have that reds are just so far below them. They will never be as smart, they'll never be as quick, they'll just never be as good. They, and it's not and it doesn't have
2: anything to do with abilities. It's just how they think now.
0: They're really viewed them as subhuman.
2: Exactly, they yeah. They do. So, Mare kind of has this little quip to the king. They have this little back and forth. Alara is not here for it. No. she's never here for no, it. No. She has no time for Mare. And anything that comes out of her mouth, she just wants Mare to shut up and go away. Mm-hmm. Um, the king, we see... Again, just there's little things that the author drops in. The king says one sentence to Alara, and she shuts up. One sentence, and he shuts her up. He's the after only person she, that
1: can do that, by yeah, the way. Yeah, <laughs>
2: after she goes off on Mare, and and he shuts her down. And then they launch into this plan that we'll we'll get to in just a second. And Alara is just, the contempt is all over her face, which almost kind of makes this tolerable for Mare. Like, (laughs) if this is so horrible for the queen, maybe I can be here for this for a minute.
1: Exactly. It doesn't matter if it's bad for her, but Alara doesn't like it, and that makes her a little bit happy.
2: And so Alara wants her dead.
1: Exactly. Makes
2: no quips about that. The king shuts her up, and he launches into this plan of what they're going to do with Mare. And it's pretty ingenious. Tell us about what the king says. So
1: they are essentially going to try and hide her in plain sight.
0: As a silver.
1: Exactly. They're going to take this red girl from a crappy little town and they're going to make her into a silver lady. And it somehow works.
0: Okay, so she is going. He says she's going to be a princess, right? Mm-hmm. She's like looking at Cal. I mean, and yeah. T- T- Tiberius is like, "A no. You're <laughs> you're going to be marrying
1: the other one. You're going to
0: be marrying my other son, Cal's brother. <laughs> Basically,
1: much. exactly. Yeah. Maven.
0: Who? Yeah. King Tiberius is really just, yeah. He's not Cal. Exactly. This is my son, Cal. This is my other son, not Cal's Cal. Cal's brother,
1: Cal. yeah. yeah. And it's... I think some of that comes from uh, the fact that uh, Cal's... Alara isn't Cal's mom.
0: Right. Alara is, ba- is Maven's mother. Exactly. And Cal's mother has passed away. We'll find more out about her yeah. As as we get into the... Right. So basically what they're going to do is... Teach her to be a a lady, a silver lady. Make believe that she's a long lost silver and that she's a princess and is now going to marry Maven. So that they can hide the fact that this red has abilities because that is, I think, King Tiberius has decided silver's finding out that there are reds with this kind of abilities is going to be a threat to his being king and a threat to the kingdom in general, with the Scarlet Guard already bombing. Mm -hmm. So I think he's made the decision, we're just going to, as you said, hide her in plain sight and turn her into a silver princess. Exactly.
2: And more importantly, I think, than how the king thinks it looks to other silvers, is how it looks to other reds. Right. A, A red with abilities that attacks a silver, like live on TV, that's...
0: Silvers are running scared. Totally unheard yeah.
2: of, and and it to kind of pull from a series that we've compared this to before, the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. They kind of see Mayor as um, like District Thirteen sees Katniss as their Mockingjay. Like mm-hmm. a, a Red with abilities is something that other Reds could rally around, and there's already this group of Reds that's rallying. Mm -hmm. They can't give them anything else to really put a foothold in and get somewhere against the Silvers. So they basically take Mare and make her this big spectacle, and she's a distraction to everybody. So the Reds will see that there's this silver that's grown up amongst them. That's the story that they're using. Mm -hmm. And then the silvers don't have to explain, or they don't have to explain why a red has these powers.
1: Yeah, and another thing about that, about, you know, her kind of being... A distraction. A distraction is also if they they see her as something that the Scarlet Guard could use.
0: And they want to prevent her. And they want to
1: prevent that, so they're gonna—they're trying to like take her out of the equation for the Scarlet Guard, and don't give that revolution that they're trying, that they're almost trying to start. Don't like, don't give that a spark.
0: Right, because in in the last basically two days, Reds have seen the Scarlet Guard bomb Archeon and mm-hmm. cause mass chaos and fear amongst Silvers, and now a Red servant do the exact same thing the next day in during the Queen's trial. So they're mm-hmm. seeing silvers running scared from reds yeah and that's something that the silvers cannot have exactly especially this red that came from nowhere
2: right yeah you know. such a small village yeah the king the king has a quote where he says this isn't a request lady titanos which is mm-hmm. her new quote-unquote silver family name yeah. You will go through with this and you will do it properly. So it's, he's not asking. He's telling her, if you want to live, this is how it's going to be. Exactly. And to kind of make things even more torturous for Mare, Alara is now in charge of literally her entire day. She's in charge of when she wakes up, what she eats, what she wears. She's got to send her through classes Mm -hmm. to make her look like she's you know, a natural-born silver and has just been raised like a red and you can change those uh, traits that she picked up through raising by basically putting her through, you know, the equivalent of finishing school. Exactly. She is...
1: Yeah, Alara is literally responsible for everything Mare. Wears, does...
0: Says.
1: Says where she goes and when.
2: Yeah. So Mare is like... Okay, I'll play your game. I'll do this, but I have some requests first. Mm-hmm. And Mayor throws down some pretty big requests. What is it that she asks for? They, b- without her even asking, they offer money. Exactly. They'll say, "We'll give your family money. That's not a problem. All reds want money."
1: Here exactly. Here you go. Here's some money. An allowance to keep your family quiet, so that yeah. we don't have to hear about this, and so that they don't tell anybody else.
0: Right, and it's 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 more honestly to keep the family quiet. Mm-hmm. It's hush money. Then it, 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 right, it's hush yeah,
2: money. But that's yeah, not good enough for Mary. No. So she
1: says that she wants her brothers brought home from war, and she wants Kaloran pardoned from conscription, because he hasn't been taken yet.
0: So she wants Bree, Tramie, and Shade, her mm-hmm. three brothers who are right now at war, she wants them released from the war and brought home immediately, mm-hmm. and she wants Kaloran's conscription to be terminated. Exactly. So he doesn't have to go. Yep. Yeah. So what? What does the king say to this?
1: Done. Just immediately.
0: I guess. What are, Super
1: easy. Barely any inconvenience. What, what are,
0: what so, are yeah. four? What are four reds when they have a hundred million more exactly. that, that they're going to pull from?
1: You know, a few red soldiers mean absolutely nothing.
2: to Yeah. Him. Literally anything to save face.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Money, bringing people home from the front doesn't matter. It, Gotta doesn't to save care. that face. Yeah. And the final line of the chapter, which is our cliffhanger into chapter nine, Mare says, It sounds
1: less like a pardon and more like a death sentence.
2: So Mare would rather die, basically, than do this, except for the fact that she's now saved her family and saved Kalorn.
1: Exactly. And that
2: was really all that mattered to her. In the beginning anyway they're going to get the money they're going to get giza's income replaced which was her fault that they lost giza's income anyway i mean she blames herself herself, even though it's not her fault and then saving cologne is the other thing Mm -hmm. so she's willing to sacrifice her life basically to save the people at home
1: and she she says that uh some a little bit later where like Mare basically died when she fell through that shield. Who she was before Queen's trial is no longer exists.
2: Yeah. And now Lady Titanos mm-hmm. is in her place.
1: Yeah. So it's very she feels like she's completely leaving another life behind and she is. There there's not a life she can go back to now.
2: Yeah.
0: And I think, I think Mary though, has always felt you, through every chapter up to this point in her own mind that she's not good enough.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All, I, she steals because it's what she... I mean, and it does help her family, mm-hmm. but to her, that's because that's all she's good at. Yeah. At least I think in her mind now she's got something that she's doing. This, she doesn't want to be here doing this. She would rather be dead, but it's the one thing she can actually do and the only thing she's done in her whole life actually help her family.
1: Exactly. It's a way for her to not feel so inadequate.
0: Right.
2: And she calls herself a screw up all the time and basically says that all she does is mess everything Mm up. She really at this point can't mess this up because Alara is going to be in charge of everything. Mm -hmm. Alara can jump into her head and make her do whatever she wants
1: exactly so
2: it's almost impossible for mayor to screw this up unless she doesn't follow orders which we know mayor doesn't have a great track record with following orders but this is something that she really wants and this is something that she's kind of determined to do to save the people that she loves back home
1: and also she knows that if she doesn't follow these orders not only are they going to find a way to kill her but they're probably also going to kill her family right so she's not the only one whose life or well-being is in danger right now.
2: Right. One last thing that um, I wanted to point out before we wrap up is just we get a real quick physical description of Maven, and since um, Maven is going to be like one of the big characters from here on out, I thought we'd just touch on that real mm-hmm. quick. Um, Maven has black hair, just like Cal. Mm-hmm. Um But where Cal is broad shouldered and kind of beefy, uh Maven is more lean and slight looking yeah.
0: willowy, I think and kind yeah. of yeah, yeah,
2: lean build, clear blue eyes like water, she says.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So just kind of keep that in the back of your mind, listeners when you're dreamcasting the show that's inevitably gonna come out about this exactly. book series. So we'll have we'll have an episode or at least a mini miniisode that's kind of dedicated to our dream casting for this.
0: So we've got a lot. And we we have a pretty, bit in,
2: but we have a pretty lucrative dream yeah, cast so we've far. Got a, we've got a pretty robust cast already for this because the the show um, is in talks to be optioned um, for maybe Netflix or something like that. Um, by Elizabeth Banks, Mm -hmm. who wants to write, direct, and possibly star in the series. So we'll have an episode where we cover who we want everybody to be in the book once we've met a few more characters, or who we want to see in the series once we've met a few more characters. Do you guys have anything else you want to touch on? Uh, Another
1: thing about uh, some, like, characters and descriptions. Uh, Silvers are naturally pale they're a little bit more pale. Just because of the silver because blood. Because of the silver blood that they have.
2: Yeah, red blood doesn't run through their veins.
1: Exactly. But Maven is pale even for silvers. Correct. He is very pale. So i want you to keep that in mind as well. And yeah. there's,
0: there's a big discrepancy between... like They both have jet, the black hair, mm-hmm. which I always forget as I get on the books that Cal has black hair because for some reason I don't feel like he does even though she describes his black hair multiple mm-hmm. times. But... He's broad and built basically for war. He's the one that's been raised to be the next king, to mm-hmm. be the next military commander, to be... You can tell. Maven's slight, and his mother is Laura. So there's more upstairs with Maven, you can already kind of tell, mm-hmm. than with Cal. Cal is built for war. We don't... Maven seems to be built for something else. Exactly. Less
2: bronze, more brain. Correct.
1: Yeah. Cal, well, Cal is very brute force. Maven is very... Psychological,
0: psychological. warfare. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: All right. Yeah, I think that wraps it up. Yeah, Great discussion,
2: guys. That was Chapter 8 of Red Queen. Mm-hmm. Join us next week when we will jump into probably Chapters 9, nine and, and, and 10, possibly 11. So we will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to Reading with the Rockefellers. Bye. 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 Bye.